0: The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey, All Seven Runs and Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Happy Thanksgiving. It's Rivalry Week. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the host whose team has won 17 of their last 19 rivalry games. And with me, as always, is AJ.
1: 2020 was the only year I had peace.
0: Marquesi.
1: Is that what I sound like?
2: Yeah? Wait, you didn't know that? Oh my god, this is devastating news. I don't
0: think I'm going to talk the whole episode now. Have you never listened to one of our shows before? Absolutely not. This is not a good program. Today we're talking all the NFL draft prospects who slashed, crashed, and mashed in week 12 of college football. Let's hit
1: it. Going out to Vegas, gonna set my draft, gonna set my draft on fire seven. Seven. seven 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 rounds in heaven with my lady driving out to Vegas baby looking for a Stingley or Thibodeau who's gonna Who's gonna wage your future picks away? Hey, who's gonna reach for a blue blood lineman the home team? Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven
0: rounds forever. And that's a song. This year. Turkey Day at MyBookie gives you plenty of reasons to be thankful. Starting with a $250 risk-free bet on Thursday afternoon when the Dallas Cowboys host the Las Vegas Raiders. Bet the spread between the Raiders and Cowboys at MyBookie. When you win, you win. And if you don't, MyBookie will refund you up to $250. Simply put, you can't lose this bet. And that's why I call no risk all gravy before you get your wager in set yourself up for success by doubling your first deposit when using promo code SPORTSDRINK at my bookie that's promo code sports drink as in one word to double your initial deposit all the way up to a thousand dollars so you won't need to break the wishbone to be the one to come out ahead feast risk-free on Turkey day with my bookie and make sure to stick around for seconds as they gear up for what should be a fun black Friday with tons of odds boosts that will have your belly and your pockets full bet anything anywhere anytime with my bookie AJ how happy are you that my bookies back with us
2: uh you know what for Thanksgiving this is all I wanted and my dream came true and uh i'll pardon them for for leaving us in the first place
0: uh, uh, uh just a little teaser here for a post thanksgiving episode they've got a post thanksgiving uh, ad read like the the belly buster yeah. so yeah get, just just i i know that's gonna bring the listeners back <laughs> that's only lesson for is, is my book yeah it's... Yeah, they've they've been devastated for the last 112 shows that didn't have the MyBookie ads. <laughs> Is that an accurate number? Or are you just guessing? No, that's that's obviously that's
2: correct. Okay, good. I'm glad you got the numbers off the top of the dome. Um, speaking of domes, they were gonna say numbers, but okay. <laughs> that would have made way more sense. Let's see what I can do with this. Speaking uh, of domes, do a helmet, do a helmet transition here, like senior. Bowl the Kippy
0: Dome in Idaho. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Has been rumored to host the Senior Bowl in 2027. <laughs> Who's those rumors coming from? Um, just don't worry about it. Okay,
2: I won't. I'll be, uh, I'll be cautiously optimistic, Rob. That's it. That's all I it's can. It's part be. of it's part of Jim Nagy's plan to unite America. <laughs> Honestly, there isn't something as beloved in the entire country.
0: Everyone agrees on it on how amazing the Kibidome Dome is. But for now, the Senior Bowl is in Mobile and the draft starts there. And we've got a whole bunch of names I'm about to read to you. AJ, are you ready? No, because I'm going to forget them all. Our latest Senior Bowl acceptances. Baylor running back Abram Smith. Boise State receiver Khalil Shakir. Coastal Carolina tight end Isaiah Likely. Colorado State tight end Trey McBride. Iowa State tight end Charlie Kohler. Michigan State tight end Connor Hayward. Boston College offensive lineman Zion Johnson. Washington State offensive lineman Abraham Lucas. Kentucky offensive lineman Darian Cunard. We're not even halfway there yet. <laughs> Central Michigan offensive lineman Bernard Raymond and Luke Godedek. Uh, North Dakota offensive lineman Matt Woltzko. LSU offensive lineman Ed Ingram. Michigan offensive lineman Andrew Stuber. Kentucky defensive lineman Josh Paschal. Uh, Western Kentucky edge rusher D'Angelo Malone. LSU linebacker Damone Clark, Iowa State linebacker Mike Rose, Baylor linebacker Terrell Bernard, Baylor DB Jalen Petrie, Pittsburgh DB Damari Mathis, Texas DB Joshua Thompson, Kentucky DB Yusuf Corker II, Toledo DB Tyson Anderson, and Auburn DB Roger McCreary.
2: (coughs) It's seen. Well done, Rob. That wasn't too bad. Um, What do you want me to do? My, My most excited offense, my most excited defense?
0: Yes, please. Talk for a bit. I need to touch my breath.
2: <laughs> my most excited. Let me try to remember all those names. Hmm, there's quite a few good offensive players on that list there. Uh, most excited, though, a guy we've talked about a lot. I think I want to see Isaiah Likely the most. You know, like, just want to see him get on the field down there and fucking blow that shit up because I think he's going to be uh, a big, big-time riser. Also, I'll add John Johnson, also on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, I think that's his week to shine. I think that's his money week. You know, I've talked about him a few times on the show. Uh, that BC team is not getting the same love, except for me, for me, that they were last year. And, you know, Johnson had that down year last year playing tackle. Kicked back to inside, and it's been great. So I think coming to the senior bowl, maybe showing up versatility, I want to do that. Just stick him inside, leave him inside, uh, and let him shine, because I think he's going to
0: dominate one-on-ones. Now that you've had your say, I will have mine. I'm only excited about the Baylor guys and the Maxion guys. <laughs> I respect that. Um, I I know it, it sucks because running backs aren't that important yeah. uh, at the senior role, but I am so happy to see Abram Smith there. He's becoming one of my favorite backs in the country. Um, I think he'll kill it in pass protection there, which will help him a lot. The other thing is getting to see him catch the ball more. Baylor doesn't yeah. really ask him to do that, so that's going to be huge. Um, offensive line wise, we have a sick group already. You yep. talked about Zion Johnson, Abraham Lucas, and Darian Kennard. Like those, those three could all be top 50 picks. Yep. Um, and then I, I'm real excited about Bernard Raymond, the central Michigan left tackle, former, uh, high school wide receiver came to the Chippewas as a tight end. He, he, uh, is only start playing football in like the 11th grade. So much potential six, seven, just, uh, like three ten, freaky athlete. Has dominated Maxion. If if, you, if I were to make a list of the best prospects through Maxion, it's him and Ralph Hawley, probably. Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, so I'm really excited to see him against top-tier uh, competition. And then defensive side of the ball, Terrell, Terrell Bernard's one of my favorite players in the country. Uh, he's the Abraham Smith of defense for me. Um, just a fucking nightmare of a, of a tackler who just wants to kill you. Um, wicked blitzer, too. And his teammate, Jalen Petrie, is one of the feistiest nickels in the country. And, I mean, we talked about them both last week uh, when Baylor upset Oklahoma. So, getting to see him uh, match up with some, some of these talented uh, pass catchers we've got. Uh, and then Tyson Anderson, who kind of entered the year as maybe the most hyped Mac prospect, um, hasn't, uh, I mean, it's part of the position uh, in college football. Is, like, a lot of safeties aren't going to get highlighted unless they're being used consistently as chess pieces. He's one of the guys who's been asked to play single high. He's long. He's rangy. He's had a good year for Toledo, Um four-year four starter. I want to see what he can do when asked to play man coverage uh, because he, he's been playing a lot of deep half and, and uh, single high. So getting to see how he does in those scenarios will be really fun.
2: And uh, old Jim Nagy tweeted out something like, if you like Notre Dame's Kyle Hamilton, you'll, <laughs> or if you love Kyle Hamilton, you'll love Tyson Anderson or something like.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a good take.
2: All right, next, sir. Uh, for me, defensively, I got to say I'm most excited to see Roger McCreary, who um, yeah. uh, could be one of the top cornerbacks in the in the class. Uh, might be a fresh round pick. Uh, has had a really nice year. Auburn is six and five, but they're always ranked, so they're six still. It Doesn't matter. Iron Bowl this week, baby. Um, <laughs> but seeing him. One-on-ones, I mean, wide receiver DB one-on-ones always the best part of the week, right? So, uh, that's not true. Off the line, defense line. But secondly, wide receiver DB. Uh, so, just seeing him against uh, what looks like a really good wide receiver core. I didn't mention Khalil Shakir, but he's been a fucking dude. I think he's going to shoot up the boards, too, on offense. Um, but seeing guys like him uh, going up against McCreary, it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Well, it's big, I think, to get uh, a potential first-round SEC yeah. corner in McCreary. Yeah. Uh, already committed. We'll see if, if hopefully that holds up. But, yes. um, I think it, it's especially interesting because the vast majority of receivers so far are small school guys. Mm-hmm. It's it's a good group, but there's no one who's a definite like top fifty pick or anything. Yeah, so it's gonna be a huge pivot week for those guys. Um, the tight end group shaping up real well, and it's a great group of small school tight ends too. Uh, and I just want to say, I think Connor Hayward's gonna have that like Jalen Hurts. Full... Uh, no, I was gonna say, I was gonna say more like uh, what was that—the t- West Virginia tight end a couple of years ago?
2: Oh my god, uh, uh, Westco.
0: Yeah, I feel like he's gonna get like way overdrafted. <laughs> but I love Connor Hayward. I'm still waiting for the Westco breakout. It's coming. It's coming. I feel it in my bones. Connor Hayward's gonna be a stealer. He's
2: gonna join his brother. These these tight end hybrids are always uh
0: overdrafted and never good. That's my take. <laughs> that's that's fair. Uh, le- having likely McBride and Kohler though. Yeah. along with Cole Turner. Like those are those are four of the dudes who are going to get hype oh, yeah. as top 100 potential tight ends. So getting to see them all side by side is going to be pretty important for it all.
2: I mean, there, there's still a chance one of those guys is tight end 1.
0: Oh, like that, most definitely cuz it's yeah. still to me it's still it's probably the most open position in the class just in terms of it's really deep but there's no yeah. there's no for sure top 50 guy at all yeah i totally agree um okay week 12 in the books one last week of regular season football other how, than how other, other than how usc already rob other than usc cal we still have usc cal on championship weekend oh, yeah okay that, that makes me feel a lot better yeah, you going to watch that? Oh, yeah. I'll be tuning in, baby. Fr- Friday night, get to watch the Pac-12 championship. Saturday night, get to watch <laughs> Cal play USC. <laughs> um, yeah, week 12 in the books. Uh, Ohio State dominates. What else is new? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Down goes Michigan State. Uh, things things are shaping up for this to be a great week in rivalry week. But before we get there, it's time to break down the best and worst. Draft prospects that we saw in Week Twelve, but let's start with a non-draft eligible. Although some of the one of my freshmen technically is draft eligible, so that's I don't like that. I don't like hearing that. You know, I'll just jump into it. Uh, Third-year freshman (laughs) Lou Nichols, the Central Michigan running back, yeah, baby, gave us one hell of a a a Mac performance against Ball State and the biggest matching game of the year. Um. Carried the load for the chips, two hundred nineteen yards, three touchdowns. He's a grown ass man. Uh, he he's a guy who was, y- you mentioned to me like he had bigger offers, I think, um, than Central Michigan, but he he chose to stay in his home state, and as all the greats do, Rob. Yeah, yeah, he l- legit NFL talent. I think like Dumb not, out, not right? this year, not this year, but he <laughs> leads the country in rushing. <laughs>
2: You know what? I think the only position I got no problem coming out that early is running back. Probably. The shelf life's so short. Why not? And there's so many injuries in the league, too. You're going to get your shot. Like, if you got the goods, you're going to get your shot. 100%. Um,
0: um,
2: but Lewis sick.
0: Yeah, agree. Uh, and I just want to mention, on the other side, in that same game, the Ball State running back, Carson Steele, he he is the most Maction running back <laughs> And he's a true freshman. Old, he was Mr. Indiana football last year. Stayed in, stayed at Ball State. Uh, and he's he's been great for them this year. He's been one of the most important pieces of that offense, especially in a year where Drew Plitt hasn't been very good. Yeah. Carson Steele looks like the real-life Tim Riggins. Um, hey, if we're, we're going to stick in the MAG, I'm going to shout out Trayvon
2: Rudolph again, who I uh, said broke down his touchdown run on the show. But, hey, this is... This is the new week. This is this was that week. I'm so confused now. He had like a, a shit ton of yards, 80 yards receiving, uh, 94 rushing with that 75 yard uh, and around touchdown. Uh, I don't know, man. He just keeps fucking killing angles in the MAC. He's he's a ton of fun.
0: Yes, he is. And speaking of the MAC, Sky Moore just had a huge touchdown for Western Michigan. Who could have been in your best sophomore uh, last week too? Yes, Caleb uh, Bell be having a good night. Um, my it's... final best freshman is Utah safety Cole Bishop, who was popping all over the field against Oregon. Broke up two passes, had a big TFL, long, thin, uh, but rangy safety who was looked feisty as hell. Uh, I'll give you. I'm
2: surprised you didn't mention Denzel Burke, who I thought was a uh, fucking outstanding against State. Uh, I, knew, got I, I knew I didn't have to because you bring it up. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I got to, I got him in another one. Uh, yeah, I mean, had that amazing forced fumble. Trinidad's forced fumble. Like, swiped the ball out of Reed's hands while he was still on top, reaching for the first. That was an amazing play. Of course, they overturned it and ruled it incomplete. Regardless, amazing play from Burke, and he was just balling out on the field. He got banged up for a bit, came back into the game, uh, said this week he's not missing the game. So that's all good for, for uh, Ohio State. Yeah. Um, Yeah, he's a dude. You hyped him up the last couple weeks, and and he's showing out right now.
0: Yeah, he's the next great Buckeyes corner, Denzel
2: Burke. Speaking of the next great uh, player from the game, Donovan Edwards, Michigan's running back. uh, Finally got his shot, kind of. Three carries, eight yards. But That's not what was impressive, Rob. He had 10 catches for 170 yards and a touchdown. Uh, The touchdown was a sweet, uh, like 70-ish yards on a wheel route. Uh, He just looked like a better athlete than anyone on, on the Terps. Uh, caught it, just outran the, around the whole Maryland defense. Uh, big breakout game for Edwards. Uh, going to be fun watching him move forward in that Michigan backfield. Um, is he
0: better than Trayvon Henderson?
2: No, not right now, but that's what I thought. Welcome to rivalry week. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, he is. He is. Who's your best sophomore? Um, there's a good pick of them. Uh, I'll start with Bryce Young. I'll start with Bryce Young, who had yeah. the Alabama passing yardage record against Arkansas, single game, obviously, 559, five touchdowns, nine incompletions. Um, I'm glad that we're getting to the point where we don't know who the fuck is good in this quarterback class. But next year looked really, really murky as well, and uh, Bryce Young and, uh, I hate to say it, but C.J. Stroud are, uh, yep. are really emerging.
0: Uh, yeah, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are the two best sophomores this week. I mean, Young threw for five fifty nine in five touchdowns against Arky. Stroud threw for four thirty two in six touchdowns while completing 91% against Michigan I, State. I thought Stroud was better for the record. I just knew you. Uh, I think he was too. Um, he That one touchdown to Olave was one of the best throws of the college football season.
2: Yeah, it, it really was. I mean, the ball just kept carrying it and carrying and carrying. And it. it was like, what, maybe f- 60-ish air yards-ish, fifty five. But just kept carrying it, and he just threw a Olave open. Like, the Olave was um, not at the right hash, but, like, at the at the NFL right hash. If that makes any sense. And he threw it outside, like, towards the left hash. And uh, that was a hell of a fucking – not to mention, you know, 15 yards further away downfield. That was a hell of a
0: throw. Um, He's had a couple throws this year that are just absurdly placed. He layers the ball so well. His Yeah. <clears throat> he doesn't have, like, a massive, massive arm. But it, it, it's a well above average, and it's really, I think, um, his, his processing speed and his ability to like look off receivers. I, I th- They highlighted it throughout this game too. like Three of the touchdowns, he just easily moved the safety with his eyes to, to mm-hmm. open it up for Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave um, and Jackson Smith and the Jigba. And um, I don't know, the, Young and Stroud, who are both technically r- freshmen still, yeah, um, like th- those two look like they're going to be considered top five picks entering uh, next season. Uh, agreed, totally agreed. Uh, also, uh, it's like Jackson Smith and the Jigba was as good as to always. Too. Yeah, and yeah, it
2: was kind of like the the, the usual suspects here. I put Smith and the Jigba, and Will Anderson, who um, might be the first pick in the draft next year. we Just just chalking it up. Another huge game: eleven tackles, a sack, three and a half TFL, uh TFLs. Uh, It's got the most pressures in in college football over the last two years. Uh,
0: Is is next year's class better than this year's?
2: (laughs) Isn't it always? Isn't it always? Yep. I swear to God, weren't there people that said this year's class would be better than last year's in terms of quarterback? Last year, wasn't there a couple of those people? Yeah, you, me, yeah, and prove me wrong. You
0: can't look at the class; it's been shit. Um. Speaking of defenders, I also thought Noah Sewell, despite Utah yeah. blowing the doors off Oregon, Noah Sewell was kind of the only guy on defense for the Ducks that really stood out throughout that game. He just Agreed. trained, tr- like, he's a train. He just, get like, that his his sack, where he just fucking flew downhill and ate up Cam Rising. There was a lot of that. He just, he knocks your head off when he hits you.
2: Sewell's fun, man. Nice. He's—I don't know—I think he's like the most enjoyable sophomore. You know, like like going into the class, I'm gonna I already know I'm gonna be, love him. Like I don't remember a linebacker that's, in recent memory, that I felt that
0: much about. Yeah, I guess Parsons, he, but a little different. But yeah, he—he's kind of got a similar thing to Parsons where he just is so physical, but so athletic downhill. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make sense, and like he's a terrifying blitzer, and he's yeah, he carries his weight so well. Yeah, well, he's uh, looking at what, like two sixty or something. Yeah, he he's like thirty pounds heavier than Parsons too. <laughs> yeah, that's freaky. He doesn't look like it though. No, uh, weekday warrior. Uh,
2: I didn't watch too many weekday games, so I'm going to go back to M- Maction, and okay. I'm going to go to the to the game to the man they call Baby Juice Check, baby. Clint Rakovich, the NIU. Uh Put him in the senior bowl, Nagy. H He will be in the senior bowl. I know Nagy fucking loves him. I think it was him that called him baby juice. Deck, so uh <laughs> it was only like eleven carries, seventy five yards. That's a really good average and two touchdowns. But like whenever they needed a first down, it like it might be like third and seven. They just handed him the ball and he like did it for him. And like obviously blocking well and stuff. He's not a big dude. I think he's like five eleven, two twenty or something like that um but he's he's a, he's a fun player he's fun to watch in the mac i don't know if he's legit or anything but
0: he's got some skills he's a very mac player yes um, my weekday warriors guy like i've gone to before the only time i watch louisville is when they play on weekdays <laughs> and every time that happens Malik cunningham is ridiculous mm-hmm. so against duke who is one of the worst power five schools i've seen this year um yeah. He threw for 300 yards, five touchdowns, ran for 224, and two more touchdowns. He had the 72-yard touchdown run that I, I sent you a clip of when it, it happened. Insane, yeah. And it was just so ridiculous. the, the like, I, It's hard to explain how elusive he is and the contact balance he showed on top of the burst to go down the sideline and separate from everyone. Malik Cunningham's quietly having an amazing season. Um, He has 18 rushing touchdowns on the season. Yep uh he he has a a whippy arm i think he's quietly becoming a guy we're going to be talking about as a senior qb prospect in 2023
2: you know cunningham has been so up and down his whole career there's been moments where i'm like yeah i got no doubt that this guy's going to be you know a, a draftable guy down the line and then last year happened and he was so bad i'm like okay let's forget about him and then <laughs> this year he's been a great again and uh, it, I think it's gonna be hard for the Baltimore Ravens not to uh, look at him.
0: I'm gonna say that as their backup quarterback. Give me one reason, right? Like he is. This is currently his third year as a starter. He's a redshirt junior, so he's gonna assumably be back next year. Yes. The the quarterback class next year in terms of seniors doesn't look great. Like he's he's gonna be like especially with what the NFL is looking for, especially given what some guys like. Um, Lamar Jackson's kind of helped open the open the way for more athletic quarterbacks, but obviously he's not Lamar. But no. the arm talent, like he's completed over sixty percent of his passes all three years as a starter. He doesn't turn the ball over that much, and he's such a dynamic athlete. Like, and we just saw Tyler Huntley win a game for the Baltimore Ravens. Yep, exactly. like that also helps him. And Malik Cunningham, I think, is a better athlete than Huntley was at Utah. Yeah, and has more arm than him too. I agree. Um,
2: just maybe not as not as accurate, but yes, I agree with you. Yeah,
0: so I'm pretty sad for for what the future holds with Malik Cunningham. He's fun. He's definitely fun. Yeah. Uh, okay, best prospects of the week. Starting on offense, who you got?
2: Uh, I split it between Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. That's that's fu- that's, that's, <clears throat>
0: that's so funny. I split between two receivers as well. Two different receivers?
2: Two wow. different receivers. What a week. <laughs> <laughs> what a week, Rob. Uh, no, I mean, I think they deserved it for that absolute fucking demolition job on Michigan State. Olave had 140 yards, two touchdowns, seven catches. <laughs> Wilson, very similar. Seven catches, two touchdowns, 126 yards. I'll uh, we'll start with Olave. We, we mentioned that, um, uh, that that other, the second touchdown when Olave uh, just got thrown open by Stroud. Um,. Had that other one, the post route, the first touchdown. He's open. Like, Stroud puts it on him. It was a really nice catch, though. Like, it was a good throw, but also a nice catch. Yeah. Um, And then, like, just a little bit of adjustment and just kind of leapt in a nice catch. Um, Then he had that one really crazy ball adjustment catch where Stroud just kind of chucked it up, uh, getting hit, and he adjusted to it on the sideline. That was amazing.
0: Like, that, that was amazing, but both the touchdowns, too, just showed off, I think, really great ball tracking skills. Yeah. Yeah, like the, which the you showed the year, Of course, the yeah. throws were the throws were obvi- like better than the catches, but the tracking skill and it, especially his ability to create separation too, and mm. and it, it's perfect that it, I finally last week came out and said like Chris Olave's been the last <laughs> couple of weeks kind of a letdown, and then he comes and shuts me up immediately. Yeah, no, very much. <laughs> you know,
2: yeah, yeah, because like yeah, Stroud that was a great throw to get him open, but also Olave to just keep on motoring and get the separation, like you just said. Um, Gary Wilson started right away with it, just a wide open. Just I don't know the cornerback was sleeping, gave him a free release. Um, I saw on Twitter today they they pointed out, I forget who it was, one of the PFF guys I think, just like showed him like just he he was already knocking the guy's hands off, but the hands weren't there, just like instinctively, and he was just guy yeah, such a clear yeah. release and he was wide open from the get go and Stroud good good ball, easy Uh, nothing like nothing doing for Michigan State. Um, he had that one really nice comeback route. And then he put like a sick juke on. He didn't get too much yak, but it was just like a nasty juke. I when he made that juke, I'm like, oh no, here he goes. And then luckily, there's three Spartans there for for Michigan State. Didn't fucking matter. But uh, Wilson is Wilson's fucking good. Um, I mean, I think I might know who your your guy is, so I don't want to jump on any toes there. But they're very good. They are fucking elite. And Michigan State secondary sucks, but uh, they were still great.
0: Yeah, they're so great that Jameson Williams had to transfer to Alabama, and then became one of the best pass let, catchers in the country in the SEC in a finalist. Yeah. Yeah. So my 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 wide receiver tie is is two SEC receivers who made this game fucking dynamic. Yeah. Traylon Burks at Arkansas, Jameson Williams at Alabama. Um, Are they I'll the start, first four receivers off the board? They gotta be. They all four of them. I mean, Olave, Olave Wilson and Burks have exceeded the hype. Jameson Williams out of nowhere is is joining the party. Yeah. Um, let's start with Burks, who was playing banged up, and it felt like uh, Alabama should destroy uh, Arkansas. Alabama got up ten nothing, but there, it was like kind of a. It felt like it was going to be a slow cooking of a death for Arkansas. Yeah. But they they fought back and they held. in, in, in a huge part of that, on top of the KJ Jefferson, was Traylon Burks, who f- had his first touchdown. Um, was kind of the patented like get him the ball in space and just let him uh, make, make, break a tackle, make a play, and and he uh, stiff arm uh, Malachi more for a touchdown. But the other touchdown is I think the one that was maybe as impressive as some of the catches he's made this year. What he did on that second touchdown down th- yeah. they were down thirty one fourteen in the third quarter. KJ Jefferson went to him back shoulder, uh, he had Job on him, and he just he he caught the ball, created some separation and... Fucking I ran the whole Alabama defense, including multiple DBs who had angles on him. And he's a 230-pound receiver. Like, I think if you saw Jamison Williams or Garrett Wilson do that, you wouldn't be shocked. But to see Traylon Burks, a guy who isn't known for his speed, do that, it just it felt like AJ Brown ask. It felt so yeah. AJ Brown esque. And again, he was playing banged up. He was making every play he could make for them. He he uh he he made another one down the sideline where Jefferson went to him back shoulder and with Joe Bonham him off play action. They were kind of in their own end. And he just made such a great play on the ball. And his, his ability to box guys out using his size uh, was on full display. And then on the other side, like as great as Bryce Young was, and, and hey, John Mechie had a great bounce back game too for the record. Um, Jamison Williams is like the engine of that offense just get him the ball in space and like let him make a play they ran an RPO where he outran the whole Arkansas defense and hit his speed just looked like he was on another level um, they there the, then his other touchdown was just like a straight uh, <clears throat> sorry I'm I'm dealing with some uh, I'm, I'm playing injured like Traylon Lombergs with a, a throat injury um <laughs> uh, the, the other touchdown was on a, a deep post and he just it's to- toasted the whole Arkansas secondary, uh, tracked the ball perfectly. Um, and it, I mean, it, his speed was they like Arkansas just couldn't handle him whatsoever. Yeah. and I wait in the first touchdown, too. He had a 79 yarder, uh, was his first touchdown. He, I forgot about it, where he just it was also a fucking amazing throw for Bryce Young, for the record. yeah, it was, but he he was bracketed by defenders and it. He kind of like as the ball was in the air, both defenders were in pretty good position. He had like a half step, and then he just pulled away completely the and housed year, it. Yeah. Like it was Deshaun Jackson-esque. He's been Deshaun Jackson-esque this year for them.
2: Definitely, no good take. Uh, jumping to Burks first. I just want to say how impressive that that big that the big long second touchdown was. Where you just don't see dudes doing that to Alabama ever. You know, and I know, I know their defense isn't as good as usual, but it doesn't matter. That that was crazy. Like you said, at two thirty. Uh, being able to run away from that Bama defense was um, was special. I don't know. Like, I think that's the, that's going to be the play that you come back to when, um, or like even teams, you know, they come back to, and like, it's not like teams aren't going to love them,
0: but you throw in that play, and that that's the play that's going to sell you. You know what I mean? That's that's R- right. Right now, of these four receivers, who I think all are clear top forty selections, I think three of the four almost guaranteed first round picks. Who who do you think's the first off the board?
2: I don't know. I think it's gonna. I think it's Garrett
0: Wilson right now. I think Garrett Wilson's the most well-rounded.
2: Yeah, I think. I think it. Honestly, if I went to say, I'd say Wilson, then Burks, and then Olave. But um, oh, you don't. I think Will,
0: Williams goes ahead of Olave.
2: Yeah, I guess it, it. depends on the team, though. I don't think they're going
0: very many picks apart from each other. I think Williams is gonna run like a, a I don't know, a four, three, five, and then go yeah. top twenty. Yeah, that's fair. But I mean, uh, this is really, every year we say the receiver class is so fun. And yet again, it is. And these four have been awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. They're my top two shooting up the board for the for the yeah, record. I was gonna say well, Olave and Wilson were mine. So perfect. <laughs> We've we're just banging things things out. I think defensive uh, prospect of the week was a little tougher for me. What what about you? I totally agreed. Uh, there was no one that stood out, so I went
2: back to the fucking well. I thought Aiden Hutchinson was the best defensive player. I'm sorry, I thought he was the best defensive player that I watched this week, especially this given is, no one had any massive performances.
0: Real smart. You name some Ohio State guys on offense. Gotta, gotta gotta say a Michigan guy for defense. I get it.
2: And also, this is this honestly, I put him here in protest for him not being on the Benardic. Bernard, uh, oh my God, Bednaric finalist list. Was he not? Sh- Should have been. It, okay, it was, it was Jordan Davis, Kayvon Thibodeau, and Kyle Hamilton. So, like, you can't take anything okay, away from but those three. But
0: Kyle Hamilton's missed half the year, Kayvon Thibodeau's missed some games. I put Aiden Hutchinson up above both totally agree with you i told not
2: davis and i think davis
0: deserves it yeah D- but, no, Dave, davis is a lock but i, I think aiden hutchinson above both so yeah
2: i mean like i would easily argue hutchinson over over tibodeau because of the injury and like i said hamilton's been banged up too so again what else is new cultural writers not watching other teams blah blah, blah. anyway so yeah this is my uh, protest that he should have been a finalist easily um and it was like it was like the first drive against maryland he just took the game over and it it got less flashy, but, like, you know, classic in Hutchinson where it's every play just making something happen, but not necessarily making the play. Um, no sacks this week, had a TFL, but had a PBU on the first drive. I think the second snap, he just got his arms up. He just feels so well-rounded, man. And then the next, very next play, he chased down a screen play on third down, uh, prevented it. It was a hell of a fucking play where he just got wide on a little bubble screen and uh, was kind of alone out there I made, I made the tackle. And then uh, he had he had another huge run stop on a fourth down uh, where he just slashed inside. like they had no chance on him. I I think he's complete. I think I think Thibodeau. I don't know him and Thibodeau are going to be a fucking argument there, Rob. I, I think
0: I, I I agree with you. And I, I think with you and I think more people are going to agree with you as we get closer. Yeah, and I think
2: when it comes down to it, Hutchinson's more well rounded. He's more of a complete player than Kevon Thibodeau. I'm not saying he's better,
0: but I think he's just more more of a complete player right now. This is the AJ Hour because uh, my best defensive prospect is your, probably your favorite non-Wolverine in the country, Sauce Gardner. Yeah, he probably, he probably is my favorite non-Wolverine. Um, against SMU, the number one offense in the AAC, Sauce Gardner got targeted one time. Obviously, it was not completed. He <laughs> shot... Now, Danny, Danny Gray was out, but he shot Reggie Roberson down completely, uh, which is a little hint at his sliding down the board later. Oh. But... Uh, he, he was, he's phenomenal. Like, he was sticking to Roberson like glue. And when he wasn't on Roberson, it didn't, like, they, they couldn't do anything. Like, Tanner Mordecai looked lost. The Cincy defense as a whole played awesome. Kobe Bryant played great across from him too. But, uh, I think Sauce Gardner was the story. And now, hey, they're ranked, uh, top four and they're set to make the playoff. They, they control their destiny now. Yep. And, um, I mean, Sauce Sauce Gardner has been as good as that name suggests. I still don't get why he's not getting the love he deserves. I think it's just people that don't don't haven't like as great as Cincy has been. A lot of people haven't watched Cincy games because yeah. they're normally play, even though they've played some lesser teams close, like they like the SMU game felt like it was, should have been the the biggest Cincy game of the year to this point, right? And like, since he just, I watched the whole game, and since he, it was never a doubt, and it wasn't a very exciting game, since he just knows what they're doing, and I don't know, there's more exciting games on, so no one's watching Sauce Gardner. And plus, because he's never allowed a touchdown, no one even bothers throwing at him really anymore. I feel like people forget he's there. Okay, I'm going to frame this because obviously, I think they're locked into four.
2: I think they're going to finish the job, obviously, and get into the playoffs, and I'm fucking happy that they're going to. Um, I shouldn't jinx it, but they should, right? Um, I'm excited to see. Say if you know someone's got to lose in the SEC, right? So this is not going to be the final top four, and obviously Michigan's going to beat Ohio State, so that's not the top, final top four either. But with this top four, say they say the finish, not in this order. But I really hope it's not Cincy Georgia because I want to see Sauce against those Bama receivers or those Ohio State receivers.
0: Uh, I want to see Stetson Bennett
2: put Sauce in a grave. <laughs> It'd be so much less fun because, like, he's just like, he's going to sh- shut down Ladd or something. Like, okay, sick. But I want to see him against, you know, all those fucking receivers we just named.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Good take. Okay, um, shooting up the board. We've both mentioned our top two. So in, in total, Traylon Burks, Jameson Williams, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson. Yeah, you remember the Those were the four best draft eligible offensive players this week. Totally agree. Um, my, my next up on shooting up the board, the Ohio State offensive line as a whole, mm-hmm. um, specifically N- Nicholas Petit-Flehrer and, uh, and Th- Thayer Mumford, who mm-hmm. has looked great at guard this year. Um, yeah, yes. Mi- Mi- Michigan State's front seven couldn't do anything. In- Michigan State's not like a loaded front seven in terms of NFL talent, but they're, they're a good unit who's played well this year. Um, and Ohio State just blew them off the ball. It felt like every snap C.J. Stroud had forever in the pocket. It was rare that C.J. Stroud had to extend a play with his legs. They ran for two over 200 yards. They only gave up two sacks. Uh, Petit Frier is a free, freak athlete. Thayer Mumford, as a guard, is a good athlete who, is, I think, really made himself some money this year. Um, two guys who could both end up... Uh, well, P- Petit Freire, I think, is going to be a top 50 pick. And Mumford's like, he should be at the Senior Bowl and, and could be... End up, who knows, a top 100 guard.
2: Yeah, no, that's a good take. I, I gave them a shout, too. Also, like, I thought about putting Dewan Jones here for Ohio State. Um, he, well, I mean, he's the greatest
0: basketball player in high school history. And you see those highlights? God it's, damn. It's but, it's, yeah, Dewan Jones is, I don't think he comes out, but 6'8", yeah. six, six, like like 350, and moving the way he moves. He's been really good this year. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's he was so good. uh. Through the spring and everything, that it that's why Mumford, a four-year starter at left tackle, is playing guards. So they could slide Petit Freire over and start DeJuan Jones at right tackle.
2: Yeah. Hey, um, anyway, While we're here in Buckeye, I don't have a lot of shooting up the board because we've hit so many guys already. Like, I Petit Freire here, too. Uh, but i got another Buckeye. Uh, not a huge statistical game. I almost had him for outplayed the box score. But i got another Buckeye there. I put Tyreek Smith here. who Yeah, he played awesome. Played fantastic. And he's been fantastic in the last... I don't know five weeks or so. Like he's had a really good year. The, the not,
0: Buckeyes' defense has turned our, it around a yeah. lot in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, and part of that is Matt Barnes being the defensive play caller now. But part of yeah. it is having Tyreek Smith emerges as, as a edge player they can lean on. Yeah, no, that's
2: that's I totally agree. And uh, he had that like big TFL where he just read that zone read perfectly and then yeah and ate him. Um, had the, another guy had had a big PBU there too. Only two tackles in those two plays, but. Uh, his presence like he I felt like he was way more around the football than that. I thought he had like a good chunk of pressures uh not credited for them for some reason though, but I thought he was I thought he was outstanding.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um going to the Utah Oregon game, I'll give you one guy on each side of the ball. Devin Lloyd, it was it was like his least statistical impact statistically impactful game this year. Yeah. But he still looked awesome. He made a couple plays backside um His ability to stack and shed and get off a block against the run was awesome. He got downhill on on, uh, um, an outside run for a TFL. Just He was playing at a different speed than Oregon uh, run game that's been great this year. Yeah. and kind of carried that team. So he deserves a shout-out. And though he had two drops, Brent Keithy's athleticism at the tight end position made a huge difference for that Utah passing attack.
2: That was my next guy, yeah.
0: Yeah, like he had two drops, but... He still went for hundred and eighteen on five, and one drop was tough, and and uh, he he drew pass or defensive holding maybe on it. Yeah. Um, and the other drop was bad, but just his play speed as a as like kind of a move tight end. Put Oregon in a, in a tough spot defensively.
2: Yeah, that, that one catch and run where you just kept shedding his ass. Yeah, looked, yeah. Looked like he was going to just up the middle of the Oregon defense. Looked like he was going to go down. Nope, shed sack. Like he was gonna, just kept going and going. And he was just so dangerous after the catch. And you really felt on a very against a very talented Oregon defense, you know, you felt his explosiveness. I, I thought.
0: I, I agree. So, yeah, drops, but uh, athleticism on, on display big time. Uh, uh, another senior tight end who could be at the senior bowl. In, in- yeah, he should be. Yes. Um, who else do you have? That was it for me. That was my whole list. Okay, that that's my whole list too. Let's get this sliding. Um, okay, but before I ask you, I just want to say the running back class in general. Um, we know two running backs. Yeah. Okay. Right uh, yeah. We we knew it wasn't a very impressive looking, like a solid group, but n- no one that you're like the NFL people are really going to suggest as a first round guy, probably. Yeah. Um and like Brees Hall and Isaiah Spiller over the years like kind of the cream of the crop and they both I, I, I don't think have lived up to expectations Kenneth Walker obviously came out of nowhere put himself on the map was a Heisman favorite was irrelevant against Ohio State so that's my first thing and part of it was Michigan State got down early and they just gave up on trying to run the ball but Kenneth Walker had seven touches for 29 yards um, and Like, I think Kenneth Walker's an NFL starting running back. I think he's the best running back in the class. I don't think you take him in the first round. I don't think you think that either. No. Um, I love him, though. Yeah, and, like, I think he's going to be an instant impact starter in the NFL. But it's just, like, the type of running backs, one, you don't take running backs in the first round ever. Two, the types of running backs we see go in the first round are the types who can change the game no matter the circumstances. Like, you think back to the things Christian McCaffrey or Saquon Barkley did at Stanford and Penn State, respectively. Like, it didn't matter who they were playing. They would have huge games. I always think back to that Saquon Barkley-Iowa game. That was one of the greatest running back performances I've ever seen. Kenneth Walker isn't that type of running back. Um, We've seen running backs of his status go in the first round before. I just don't think you take him. And then on top of that, uh, I thought Brees Hall looked terrible against Oklahoma. He could not create for himself. Those were my two guys, by the way. Okay. Team, two, yeah. I'll, I'll give you one more, too. Despite UTSA and Meep Nation Under- defeating UAB in a crazy game, that game was awesome.
2: They didn't move up. We are discussing, but
0: anyways, yeah. Uh, sincere McCormick didn't really do all that much, and he had plenty of opportunity. Uh, he, Similar to Brees Hall, he just wasn't creating for himself and like, the defense was keying in on him, uh, which really opened it up for Frank Harris, who had a great game. Um yeah. And he's a really fun quarterback. He um is. But it just reminded me that, like, as, as fun as McCormick is and as much hype as he has, like, he he's another guy who he's probably more like a day three pick. Agreed. So I just th- I I, the the think the, though, it, yeah. the running back class as a whole. But I know I, 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 I'm with you on that. But some people have been talking about Sincere McCormick is, like, a big-time pick, you know? <laughs> They were
2: from the start. No, I told you. Okay, let's go back to Kent Walker. Um, so I, I feel like, yeah, we had to put him here. Uh, he wasn't bad. They just didn't give him the ball. And, yeah, of course, they got down fast. But they were doing that weird rotation right off the bat, and it made no fucking sense to me after giving him the ball 35 times and basically single-handedly beating Michigan. game that they shouldn't have won, by the way. Uh, single-handedly beating Michigan. They get him seven touches in this game uh i think they should revoke mel tucker's fucking extension because that is insane i know the game was out of hand but it doesn't matter what the fuck else you're gonna do like thorn has been okay but like i don't know man like that's that was ridiculous because it wasn't when they were down that they're like okay we got to move away from the running game it was early on where the game was like you know seven or 14 nothing and they weren't getting the ball to kenneth walker and i at first i was like is he banged up did he get hurt and then, you know he he come back in and ha- he had that one really nice 15 yard carry whatever it was that he made that really sweet cut I'm like okay this is kind of Walker getting going and then they rotated right out and it's fucking whatever other I can't remember their backs name they suck um, and it was just embarrassing in my opinion I don't know what the hell they were doing I don't know what the hell they were doing um, and Hall I yeah, I agree with you just not impressive at all he had that one hmm. nice one handed had to catch uh, other than yeah, that that was a nice catch it was a really nice catch other than that though actually running the ball. Um, not impressive, really, really unimpressive.
0: Uh, a couple more for me. I mentioned Sauce Gardner shutting down Reggie Roberson. His, mm-hmm. his, like, he's gonna have to build himself back at the senior bowl. He's had a very mad year, he doesn't look nearly as explosive as he did prior to the injury. I, th- I, I think I even mentioned that last week. Just yeah, two catches for seven yards, especially Danny Gray out. They needed him to step up for Mordecai, and he didn't. Um, so that's a big blow uh to his his uh status um I thought Kavon Thibodeau Utah did a great job shutting him down made him irrelevant for much of that game um especially uh I I thought his lack of impact against the run um was kind of the the biggest thing because he's been such a good run defender but Utah did a really good job doubling him and and just kind of washing him out of plays uh no I Past Rush there just wasn't a lot of, um, I don't know, different looks. He, he It felt like he just kept trying to rely on his pure athleticism, and there wasn't a ton going on with his hands.
2: Yeah, I no, I put him here too. I totally agree. Like, It's hard to really, like, is he really slamming it on the board? No, but um, like you just said, I thought Utah really just uh, took him out of the game very effectively and was well, not much of an impact. And you look at that, and I've already banged the table for Hutch on this episode it's week in week out hutch is the best player on the field uh Thibodeau might be the most talented player on the field but there's been weeks where he's not the best and it's plus dealing with injury stuff but no i agree i agree and that, that was kind of a game that was built for Thibodeau to um to not look his best because they, you know they're just a ground and pound and get you kind of on the play action kind of team and um he wasn't good um speaking of tight end though I know we've been here. We've been here many times this year. But I wanted to just bring up Julio Billingsley again and how irrelevant he is for the Alabama offense.
0: I forgot about him.
2: Exactly. And, I mean, he was a lot of people tight ends one. and Maybe this is a tight end episode because um, he's not. I don't think he's anyone's tight end number one anymore. But very much could well be a still a riser if he ever, when he does decide to declare. I mean, maybe he's a guy who transfers because, I mean, we know he was in Saban's doghouse entering the year, um, not getting the touches that – he should be. So, maybe he's got that, that transfer. I wonder if that's
0: a thing. Um, speaking of Alabama, how about Josh Job, who I already mentioned, Traylon yeah. Burks got the best of him. I don't know where Josh Job stands, but he entered the year as a guy people thought was, one, thought was one of the best corners in the country. He's not. Like, he doesn't – I don't think he's, like, even a draftable corner, but he's an Alabama corner, so I'm sure we'll see him at the Senior Bowl and we'll see yeah. some hype. But, yeah, he looked terrible against Burks.
2: Has he had a good game this year? Like – of course they play like they're not playing great teams every week, but I, I don't remember a game where he
0: really stood out, positively. That is. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. Uh, do you have anyone else? No, let's 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 make the jump. Uh, out of nowhere, I think Micah Tafua, T- T- Taufa I can't say his last name, Tafua, the edge for Utah, was, like, along with Devin Lloyd, it, it, dominant against Oregon. He ate the Ducks' right tackles fucking lunch every snap he had just one sack and it was it was a great inside uh spin move but he kept just beating him and getting under him with rip and dips I, I i thought three or four big time hurries throughout that game uh he's a fifth year junior uh in like a three-year starter but he, he he looked great he looked athletic and he had a nice pass rush repertoire another sky more touchdown I fucking good. It's weird that the underclassmen are like seemingly way better than the
2: upperclassmen in, in the action this year. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of talent. That's that's fun. Um. My out of nowhere guy. And sorry. One last point on that. You wouldn't think that would be this year because you know all, all the dudes took the the super senior year. Anyways. Um. My out of nowhere guy. He's not that out of nowhere. But uh, I thought Isaiah Thomas for for the Sooners was really 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 good uh, against uh, the Cyclones and. I thought he outplayed Benito. I thought he outplayed uh, Winfrey. Neither of them really were bad, but he just kept making big play after big play. Had a couple of sacks. It felt like he was making more than that. Like, like it was constantly around the football again. against uh, – only had three tackles, but constantly around the football against Iowa State. Um, so just, like, out of nowhere in the fact that he looked like the best player on that defense.
0: Um, my prospect that made me look stupid is uh, Canadian John Mechie.
2: Me too. <laughs> Cause I gave him shit. I've been giving him shit, so I had to, I had to give him credit for shutting me off this league.
0: Yeah, that was a great comeback game. His yeah. speed did look legit. Um, he he complimented Jameson Williams perfectly. Helped that Bryce Young was playing so great. But um, that that was the John Mechie I think a lot of people expected to see this year, and uh, maybe As next year is
2: breakout. Yeah, I don't like why come out this year, right? You're, next year you're the dude at Bama. Why fuck around? You know, Young is obviously gonna be there again. Like I, I think he should stay and uh I think next year is the breakout,
0: Rob. I think it is. Um my prospect prospect matchup, I Alabama's O line, Arkansas's D line. It's a good one. That's a good one. Evan, Evan Neal was on yeah, uh, throughout that game. The right tackle uh struggled. Um uh, but Arkansas big names, John Ridgeway senior bull invite or accepty and Trey Williams, I, I thought both uh, were quieted down. Um, Evan Neal handled Trey Williams pretty consistently. Ridgeway didn't look too dynamic as a pass rusher, but it was still fun to, to watch all these prospects battle. It's a good one. I went with
2: uh, Andrew Booth, the Clemson corner, who we haven't talked about too much because Clemson sucks, uh, versus A.T. Perry and uh, Jaquari Robertson, uh, who obviously Clemson beat Wake. But uh, Perry and Roberson both had pretty good games. Uh, Perry went over 100, Roberson just under at 93. But uh, I don't think it was coming against Andrew Booth. Andrew Booth was pretty outstanding. This was kind of like I know you're gonna look at the box score and kind of see Roberson and, and Perry kind of did their thing. But Booth, they kind of rotate him in and out, which is fucking stupid. Clemson just sucks. But, but Booth had a had an awesome interception too, where he's kinda of like the 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 receivers kind of dragging him down. He's leaning backwards, had a great play, had a couple other uh PBUs. Um That was it was a really good Don't Forget About Me game from Andrew Booth. And Perry and, and Roberson are just Week in week out, like a really, really, really fun duo. Yeah, baby. Um,
0: who will put the box score for you?
2: I'm with Haskell Garrett, who I mentioned earlier. I think I could have had, I almost had Smith and Garrett here, but I'm like, I'll give Smith the nod for shooting it up, and uh, Garrett kind of started from the start. Where, yeah, he had the sack, but I thought this was a really impactful for, game for Garrett all around. Remember that first? I think it was on the first drive where they tried to set up the screen to Kenneth Walker. And Garrett just sniffed it out right away. I'm like, that's that's a great play by Garrett. Kind of just forced the, the throw into the dirt. Um, and on the very first snap, he had that that play where he um, he made the sweet slow, little swim move and got the tackle on Walker the very first snap. Um, Garrett kind of set the tone early and, and followed through. And like I said, had the, had the sack too. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was a really, really good game for him.
0: Yeah, I think it was his most... Import it, it was their most important game of the year and his most impactful game by far yeah. of the year. Yeah. Uh my uh play the box score is a, a kind of a deep cut. Um he didn't have a single catch for the Utah offense. But Utah's other tight end, Cole Fotheringham, who's like their blocking tight end because Brent Keith basically like a jumbo slot like yeah. move chess piece. Fotheringham's the their like more classic inline guy. He was the one who they basically stuck an offensive lineman in him against Kayvon Thibodeau for most of the night. And he he dominated. I thought he freaking moved Kayvon Thibodeau throughout the game at the point of attack. And he looked like a a tight end who could find a a role in the NFL just for what he can do as a blocker. Yeah, the Jaguars will take him in the fourth. Yeah, (laughs) agree. Speaking
2: Um, speaking of tight ends, I got a tight end for prospects of being overhyped. Someone you've mentioned on the show already, though. Trey McBride. Trey McBride, yeah, correct. Um, you watched Colorado State game? No, I didn't. But I just, I don't like the,
0: I don't get the hype he's getting on him. Like, there's, I'm, there's, I think he's, like, he's very much in that, um, like, I don't, well, I, I guess my question should be, what's the hype? I've seen top fifty. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's that. I think so the top I was fifty say talk like,
0: is way too much. He he's super. I I like. I would agree. He's in the same like realm as all these tight ends we've talked about. Um, especially this more small school guys like the Cole yeah. Turners, uh, the Isaiah Likeleys, and and whatnot. But
2: I think push comes know. to shove, though, their
0: athleticism top, is just going to outshine McBride. Well, I was going to say to say McBride's top fifty is to say he's tight end one because yeah. I don't think any of these tight ends should go top 50, really. I think,
2: like, Dane Brugler even had him in his, like, you know, the the next 15 that didn't make him the top 50, but, like, I've seen him top 50 for other people. Yeah. So, you give me um, a
0: cool fathering him over him all day.
2: <laughs> and, like, he is a good tight end. I'm not trying to shit on Trey McBride. Like, no, I know three, what you're saying. Sure. It's just
0: too much. It's too much.
2: Yeah. Like, he's a 1,000 yards this year, 84 catches, only one tight end, uh, one touchdown, which is kind of weird. But, yeah, just, just some of the hype I've seen. It's almost like he's like the trendy name to put as tight end one for like mock drafts and stuff,
0: but like it's not guys that are really watching him. Um, my overhype's Christian Harris. Every time I watch the Alabama yeah. defense, he just doesn't like. People are talking about him as a top ten pick as a Michael Parsons level linebacker, and he's not. Like every time I watch that Alabama defense, he does not stand out. It's the guys who stand out are are Will. It, it's generally Will Anderson by a large, large, large margin. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then, I think Henry Toto has played better than him. You know what's funny? Henry Toto what? is my transfer of the week. Okay, perfect. Yeah, because, um, yeah, Harris, Harris is the second best softball linebacker on that team. It, 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 at least that's what I saw against Arkansas. Agreed. Um, and like, and I mean, he like, looks more like like he he in a year we've seen guys like Nicobe Dean and Terrell yeah. Bernard and tons tons of freaky athletic linebackers who pop. Christian Harris doesn't. No, no.
2: And, like, Toto's not a freaky guy, and I don't think he's, like, a stud or anything, but I had a really no. good game against, against yeah, the bigs. A couple sacks, couple TFLs. Uh, it was kind of all over the ball. And, yeah, no, that's a great <laughs> – I'm glad you led with Harris because uh, beside him, Toto looks like the way superior football player.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, my transferu popped. Uh, I'm going to – my last two categories are just matching people because it's <laughs> the – like I know we got Maxion next. This is our final week of Madden, yeah. but I probably won't be much Madden talk on our final show. It's only um, two games this week too. Yeah. Well, so do we count a Friday afternoon Thanksgiving Eastern not, versus uh, Central? Is that Maxion still? Cuz I don't I mean, think it, that it, it is it, it it is, but it isn't. Like it's not real maxion. No, like I that's... I appreciate it, but it's not the same. Agreed. Okay. Um, Okay, so my transfer who popped on the scene is James Madison transfer, Jawan Hamilton, who is now at Eastern Michigan, ran for 179 against Western Michigan. 5'8", 200, got some juice, and kind of a stout physical but straight-line explosive runner. He was a lot of fun against Western. Who's your your small school guy? Uh, I got two Western Michigan... Guys, which is great because they're playing right now and Skymore's is going off. And Skymore last week is my small school guy who caught my eye for this week. But he's also catching my eye again tonight. Uh, he had 12 for 181 to yeah. a score against Eastern. I think if we were to make just purely like the Maction players of of the month for November, like truly just what they did in Maction games, Skymore is up there. Lou Nichols, Skymore, like Ralph Hawley. Yeah. Those, those um, Fiad, uh, cool Pimpleton for that one game.
2: The Pimp Man for sure.
0: Yeah, but like Skymore's been the most consistent non-running back, non lou Nichols player through action. Skymore's been like a dude since he stepped on foot,
2: uh, stepped foot on campus well, too. I
0: was gonna say, yeah. I mean, Dwayne Askridge went uh, second round last year. Skymore could be next. Very possible. I mean. It definitely helps
2: that he, you know, like if you're a small school guy like that, to get like that real bump, it really helps to be at a program that produces that position. And Western Michigan produces more wide receivers than
0: most uh G5 schools, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he he's a he's a third year sophomore, so uh, we're assuming yep. he's not coming out for like 2 years, but he's put up numbers. Yes, yeah, to consistently and, just winning deep, too. And Ralph Hawley's just a wrecking ball so I had to put him too
2: yeah you know I want to give a shout out to uh to he's Air Force' a wide receiver but he's clearly not a wide receiver in Air Force because he got 23 characters 221 that's DeAndre Hughes Who's like it's like 58175 and he's a wide receiver that's obviously playing that triple option just thought it was goofy obviously they beat uh Nevada in triple oT Friday night they didn't catch the game but I watched Hughes some Hughes highlights and he's a lot of fun
0: you know what else is a lot of fun Turkey day especially with my bookie because they give you plenty of reasons to be thankful. Starting with the $250 risk-free bet on Thursday afternoon when the Cowboys host the Raiders. Bet the spread between the Raiders and Cowboys at MyBookie. When you win, you win. And if you don't, MyBookie will refund you up to $250. Simply put, you can't lose this bet. And that's what I call no risk, all gravy. Bet you hadn't heard that before. Before you get your wager in, set yourself up for success by doubling your first deposit when using promo code SPORTSDRINK at MyBookie. That's promo code SPORTSDRINK to double your initial deposit all the way up to $1,000 so you won't need to break the wishbone to be the one to come out ahead. Feast risk free on Turkey Day with my bookie, and make sure you stick around for seconds as they gear up for what should be a fun Black Friday with tons of odds boosts that will have your belly and your pockets full. Bet on anything, anywhere, anytime with my bookie. We have a new sponsor that you guys are going to love. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time your team wins, you earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts. When your teams win, join the 7,000-plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.simbull.com to create a free account, when you deposit, make sure to use promo code SD to make your deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. Join Symbol, start investing, and profiting from your favorite teams. Spotify Green Room is a live audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and to use. Talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the Spotify Greenroom app, free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. Follow all your favorite sports media people to be notified when their rooms go live. Come with your spiciest takes. I got a spicy take for you, AJ. Oh, I'm scared. Let's hear it. I'm gonna go five and zero this week because I got four and one the last two weeks. Uh
2: hey, I was trying to go against you and try to make some picks up, and I didn't. I went two and three.
0: <laughs> Damn, that sucks to suck. I went four and one. <sighs> I'm thirty six and nineteen on the season.
2: It's a good year, man. It's a good year. I'm I'm two below five hundred at twenty six, twenty eight, and one.
0: This week is uh it's final regular season week, and I was tempted to say well, let's pick ten games, but then I thought about it and I was like I don't want to do that. We can pick um, every
2: every game next week.
0: Okay, thanks. Including USC and Cal. Cal. USC, okay. Let's only pick Cal USC.
2: <laughs> Winner takes home the uh, regular season pick 'em
0: title. Okay, I like that. just kidding. It's all in line. No, no, no. I like that. You're right. College football week 13, Thanksgiving extravaganza. picks. Gobble, stone. gobble. Um, are you taking any, like, are you taking the Egg Bowl? Or are you taking the Apple Cup? Are you taking any weekday games? I'm taking a weekday game, but not one of those games, if I Yuck. may. Yeah, Texas, Kansas State. You've been talking about this one for Texas, a while.
2: Texas, K-State. I mean, I've been hyping this one. No, noon. Noon? Why is the game at noon? I don't know. CBS Boise State minus two and a half going to San Diego State. Uh, San Diego State's f- fluttering, faltering a little bit the last couple weeks, but regardless, uh, I think they're still the better team at 10 and one. Uh, they're getting points. they're at home. it's a n- it's a 9 a.m start. I don't know why local time. Um, <laughs> so I'm literally just picking the team that gets to sleep in their bed the night before uh, their own bed I should say the night before 9 a.m kickoff. Going with the Aztecs. I think they're think they're better than Boise but although Boise's getting uh, hot a bit hot lately.
0: Can I just say how shitty that is for the, the the student athletes that they don't like their Thanksgiving is ruined by the fact they have to play a football game at nine AM the next day. Big time. I don't know like I keep like even as I was saying that I'm like, did
2: I miss something? Like is this game not in San Diego for some reason? But no, I checked and it is
0: and yeah, I don't I don't know what the fucking deal is. Fun. Okay, I'm starting with the game. Number two, Ohio State at number five, Michigan, 12 p.m. Fox on Saturday. Big noon kickoff, AJ. This is like the only big noon kickoff that actually is big and at, at noon. Um, <laughs> Buckeyes eight-point eight, eight point favorites in the big house. I ride my Buckeyes. Uh, it, I think it's going to be a shootout, and Michigan doesn't have the passing attack to, to keep up. Ohio State's offense is more, far better, more explosive yeah, passing. Yeah, yeah. More well-rounded. Um, defensively, I, th- I think Michigan's got more playmakers defensively, but Ohio State's defensive unit as a whole has been much better the last couple of weeks. Um, I- I'm ready for the Buckeyes to blow them out again. By the way, I checked. That game's in Carson, California, like a suburb of
2: Los Angeles. I don't know why. It might be where they film Pros versus Joes. So it might be the Pros versus Joes. Uh, Thanksgiving noon kickoff, so I think I might be excited for that. Uh, the game, who cares about the game? I mean, let's talk about the pros versus Joe's Thanksgiving kickoff. No, uh, no, of course, Michigan's gonna win. It's in the big house, it's it's eight po- They're getting in eight points. It's all gravy, baby, in the words of the great uh, Rob Paul. Um, Michigan's got a great, great defense. Ohio State's got a great offense. Uh, it's gonna be a great game. If they get blown out, I cry. You won't see me on the show next week. Uh, if they lose close, I cry harder. You'll never see, see me on the show again. Um, but but I'm excited. I'm very excited. Um, you know, I didn't have high hopes for this Michigan season, so it's it's all nice. But I do have a lot of hope now, and it's gonna get crushed. But Michigan wins outright, probably
0: like 35 to 10 or something like that. Good. Yeah. Okay. Uh 3:30 CBS, the Iron Bowl, number three Alabama, 19 and a half point favorites at Auburn. I'm taking Bama. I think Brian Harson's a bad coach. I've thought it the whole time. bonix is terrible. Bama Bama I know Arkansas covered against Bama, but Auburn does not have the guns to keep up with what Bryce Young in that passing attack did last week. I like I I don't know. What what reason has Auburn given us to believe they could cover this? Only one like reason. That, that that Mississippi State comeback against them, like we we didn't talk about how fucking big a joke that was. It was a big
2: joke. There's only one reason Auburn gives to have any belief in it, and it's that is the Iron Bowl. And Alabama's better than Auburn every single year. They're going to Auburn. And Auburn always plays them tight. They always play them tight. I'm taking Auburn. Do okay. I believe in this?
0: And then no. B- but Brian Harson's going to cover and then partly into the Washington State job. Smart. I respect that. Um, okay, the, the real biggest game of the week. 3.30, CBS Sports Network, the Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky <laughs> at the thundering herd of Marshall. Uh, as we know, this is for the Conference USA East Division. UTSA um, sealed the, the West last week against UAB in what was a great game. This should also be a great game. I'm taking the Hilltoppers, one-point dogs, so just now a win from Bailey Zappi, who could become the sixth QB in NCAA history, I believe it is, throw over 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns in a season. Uh, I think that him and Jareth Stearns are going to be too much for Marshall. I know you like Grant Wells, uh, and, and Rashin Ali's been one of the best Mac run or one of the best G five running backs. They got Xavier Gaines. Like it, it's Marshall has a uh, players on that offense. I just don't think they can keep up, and uh, they got some players on the defense like Nazi Johnson's one of the and Stephen Stephen Gilmore are both like guys who could yeah. make the NFL leap, but. Like, what well, Billy Zappi, especially in the last couple of games, they've really hit their stride. Um, Western Kentucky going
2: full Houston Baptist has been a genius decision, and Billy Zappi's having an all-time season. He is. And so, and so is Jareth Stearns. And so is Jared Stearns, absolutely. But you know yeah. me, I've, I've been a Zap man from the start, since the start of last year when he was for yeah, like 700 yards against
0: against. You talked home. about it on this show. Yeah,
2: I was, I was the OG. And so tell, uh, um,
0: Wait, are you picking this game?
2: No, but I'm of course I'm picking the Hilltoppers. But, but spiritually, you are spiritually. This game is also spiritually for me. I am going three thirty, ESPN, the uh, the game no, formerly known as the Civil War. Yep,
0: I almost or- took it. I didn't. I opted not to.
2: Oregon State at Oregon. The Ducks are minus seven. I think we're gonna get chaos in the Pac-12. I, I do want to say,
0: Oregon State's quietly been like way better than they've been in. In recent I, years.
2: I tuned into a lot of the game late Saturday night, and they were, like, good. They're gritty. They were wearing, like, like early 2000s throwbacks, or is, I don't know if that's just how they look now. Um, no one knows. <laughs> it reminded me of, like, Quiz Rod and all, all that
0: era. I loved it. Jonathan Smith quietly, like, turned that program into, yeah. like, not, well, I mean, they're bowl eligible this year, but at, at least a this feisty game's, team.
2: This game's for the North. Yeah. If they win, they win the Pac-12 North, and I th- I'm saying they're coming to Austin, and they're going home with the Pac-12 North. I take love the, it. Take
0: the Bees plus the points in a big rivalry. I mean, it's worth noting they have a wide receiver who's been starting for them for like six years in Travon Bradford. So, <laughs> <laughs> three thirty ABC for the Land Grant Trophy. Penn State at number twelve, Michigan State Spartans are dogs at home. Penn State's a weird team. I like. Penn State I didn't realize is a Weird team. That. That's a good uh, bet. Uh, uh, when I originally went to make like make this pick, I was going to take Penn State to cover. Yeah, but then I realized State uh, Michigan State was dogs at home. Bounce back game. I know they look like shit against the Buckeyes. Penn State is like a very Jekyll and Hyde team. I think the Spartans find find their way back. Lean on Kenneth Walker a lot more. Yeah, uh, and win this game.
2: Yeah, Tucker just heard me uh, rip him a new one earlier on the show. He's like, all right, you're right. I got to feed the old KW. And uh, he's going to get back into the Heisman ballot. I think he's going to go off against it. Yeah. Should be a fun game, actually. But I don't he's know, know if anyone's doing it. But it should be a fun game. Uh, 7.30, ABC?
0: Yeah. Bedlam? Bedlam. Oklahoma State, minus four. Who are you taking? I went back and forth. It's tough. Oklahoma State's defense has been very good this yeah. year. They're a team that we haven't talked about all that much. Oklahoma is. I, I had a run where I kept picking them early, like midseason. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I think the Sooners come through.
2: I take the, the Sooners too.
0: I'm taking the Sooners to cover, not necessarily win, because it's bedlam. It could be like a three-point Cowboys yeah. win, but I'm taking the Sooners yeah. to cover. Uh, Caleb Williams had another big, like, it wasn't a dominant game, but he had a couple big, run big run time mid-time. plays. The run, he had that yeah. one, the the one touchdown throw on the move was awesome. Yeah. Um. I don't know, it's, gonna be, it's a great test to see where Caleb Williams is at against this defense. How many uh, Rattler attempts do we get? Fuck, I hope none.
2: Zero? Yeah, I agree. I hope so. Uh, no, I'm, I'm taking OU too. I'm taking OU. Um, Stillwater is a special place, but I just think the Sooners... is ha- a special game. It's going it to be is. a close one. It is. I feel like
0: if I was getting points either way, I'd be taking the points, you know? Yeah, That. that's kind of, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, well, AJ... next next, uh well i guess not next show but next week one of us is gonna be happy and the other's gonna be sad one of us is gonna be going to the playoffs the other will be going to the rose bowl maybe that's not so bad
2: i think uh i think whoever wins loses the big 10 championship yeah i hope so
0: (laughs) couldn't even get that one out uh good luck i guess okay Uh, not the same to you i don't give a damn about the whole state of michigan